DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley. And on today's show, no news is almost some news in the NHL world today, as over the weekend, people wanted to believe some progress has been made towards an NHL season, and there certainly are some signs of that, but progress is certainly slow. To say the least, Uh, we'll dive into everything a little bit top to bottom on how the NHL is progressing in their negotiations to why a lot of people believe that at least training camp should be coming right around the corner on today's show. So let's start with the WJCs. We kind of ended one of our shows last week with this same topic, but a significant number of players are being held out of WJC camps at least ones that are expected to play in the NHL, the Jack Hughes the Alexis Lafreniere's not going to WJC camps, which at this point you are locked in. You cannot bring anyone new to your camps because they have to go through quarantine. So that seems pretty set in stone at the very least. Uh, yep. And really, I think the, the bigger question is, can the WJCs even happen at this point? Given yeah. the, um, what's going on with Team Canada's camp and all the COVID they had to deal with, as, as well as some other places, so right. And Sweden loses one of their top centers yep. um, to COVID, and it's like now, now we have a compromised tournament, no matter what. Yep. So, um, I don't know, man. I'm I'm still looking forward to it. I think it happens. So do I. Just the the same as it was with the return to play protocols last summer. The key is getting to the bubble. If you get to the bubble, I think they'll be okay. But getting to the bubble is just going to be so tough. And that's they're in the final stages of that now. Is everyone's expected to enter the bubble in about a week's time, and anyone who tests positive at this point throws the entire bubble into question for these training camps for the these WJC teams. So yeah, could be um, need some big decisions too coming up. Yep, and the next week or so, yeah, we should know. We should know exactly how many abs are going to be participating. Could be as many as four. Hoping. Yep. Yeah, should honestly should I think it should be four, but it should be no. It should be no less than three. Yeah. Byram and Newhook should be obvious locks. Yeah. You have to think Hellison is pretty much a lock for that USA team. Yeah. It's just a question of Justin Barron making it or not. Yep. So, it, boy, it can't come soon enough to watch some actual high-level hockey in North America, man. <laughs> oh my God, how much would it help us, too? <laughs> right? No kidding. DNVR just- watches actual sports. <laughs> Incredible. Wouldn't that be nice? Hopefully by Christmas, it's uh, 
it's something that we can actually do. But there were some other conversations around the league. Uh, uh, we were going to do our first segment on on where the league is headed, but I did want to talk about this topic that I found a little bit curious of. First of all, Las Vegas does not want to host an outdoor game at all, which is fine. I think that's totally, totally normal. Not really. Um, I'm not Con- sure that there's a, yeah, not a conducive I area. A, I can't think of a venue off the top of my head where it'd be like, this would be amazing. Yeah. I'm also not like an expert on all things sport venue in Vegas. So, you know, it's important to keep that in mind, but, uh, I'm not surprised Vegas is like, I'm good. I, I think it's, I think it's weird. Um, the amount of money that it costs to put on an event like that, I'm not sure how much they're going to make up for it by cramming people in the stands and things. And 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 I'm assuming that's the point. Yeah, and the other side of that coin is there are multiple teams talking to the NHL about having multiple outdoor games in the coming season, which we're already talking about a shortened season. Yeah. And, I mean, y'all saw the abs play outdoors last year that was a mess of a hockey game right the the hockey games have never been quality yeah outside like there have been good games uh i think about that buffalo pittsburgh winter classic in like the second one that they ever did when it was still new and fresh (laughs) yeah when everybody watched it yep uh but these days it's unless your team is involved it's just like okay whatever um, also, they require a significant amount of planning, yep. which is funny to say, given the AFA disaster that we sat yeah, through last there was, year. There was not enough planning. <laughs> yeah, the idea that people planned anything involved in that was actually pretty comical. But <laughs> it it was it's it's something that takes a lot of time and prep for, and I really don't know what it looks like if they just cram these things through. Yeah. I think I think the I think reality will probably set in and it'll be like, hey, it's cheaper for you to just have a bare bones arena staff because you don't need you don't need ushers, uh, you don't need vendors, any of that stuff, right? It's a bare bones arena staff and um, a small media presence and then the players. Yep. And it's cheaper, it's cheaper to just do that, even if, even when you don't have fans than it would be to put on outdoor games. I um, I just don't feel I mean I don't I, I don't think it's realistic, man. Are you I'm how do you recoup the money? Are you just like banking on massive stadium series jersey sales? Like I don't in, in a year where you're already committed to the reverse retro thing. Right. Yeah. Are you gonna put together a stadium series jersey? A fifth like. jersey for every team. Yeah. And like Vegas already has like three new jerseys coming yeah. out this year. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Maybe that's why they said no. They were like, We're we're not making any Dude, we're out of jersey ideas. Please yeah. stop. <laughs> we're, uh, we're already shot. We have we, we've exist we we have more jerseys now than we have years in existence. <laughs> it's actually true. Oh, and then their AHL teams jerseys were like much better than oh, their own jerseys. Awesome. <laughs> so, they were awesome. So definitely a bit of a struggle in the in the Vegas jersey section. And and they got all the, the Vegas people spending money on Raiders stuff at this point anyway. So can only spend so much money, I guess. Uh 
Anyway, a, a little bit closer to the topic at hand here. AJ, do you mm-hmm. think we'll see training camp start before the new year? Training camp? Training I camp. Think there's... I think there's almost zero chance. I, I actually would put it at zero chance that the season starts before the new year. Um, I think it's a 50-50 shot. Yeah, coin flip. Yeah. yeah. It's weird that Brandon is spending his, his birthday being <laughs> thirsty for you and Periscope, but I'm not going to judge a man for celebrating his birthday however he wants. Yo, I'll, take, I'll take what I can get. Happy birthday to the boss today. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, 50 uh 50 50 shot here I think uh of of training camps actually being something that happened in this calendar year. Which it, it's a tough situation. We already talked about the WJC side of it and and players getting held out for a potential season. There's also the side of what are players in, in Colorado doing? What are players not in Colorado doing? If Miko Rantanen is in Finland right now, it's stuck in limbo, just waiting to come over to do whatever it is the Avs are going to do for NHL training camp for another month. Mm-hmm. It's, if you haven't found a league to play in yet, you're not going to find a league to play in mm-hmm. at this well, point. Where do you play? Right, you know, Sweden, As, Sweden is shut down. Finland is shut down. All the junior leagues are shut down. Yeah, almost um, everything is shut down again. Even junior A leagues are shut down. Yep. Um, There's I a couple. I think Switzerland is playing. I think Switzerland. Some NCAA teams are still playing. Yeah, I'm not sure about Germany, but. That's the like we're getting into it. Most of those, most of these guys have jobs. The guys who need jobs have them. Yep. You know, um, sure. Um, I I just don't I don't know where I don't know where they're gonna play at this point. Uh, you have to wait for NHL training camp. Yeah, it's 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 tough. These are and these are guys that have been sitting around for an entire off season already and and that's in the Avs case we we've talked about this a little bit before too but for teams that didn't make the playoffs especially players that weren't able to go to a European league to play I mean you're now pushing on 10 months since an organized hockey for some of these guys and yeah and the reality is whatever training camp may come is going to be shortened and stacked into a quick run into a very tightly packed season. Yeah, I don't think uh I don't think we're gonna be seeing any preseason. Yeah. Uh it does just doesn't really make sense. Why would you could you imagine call the the abs get on a plane, they go I don't get know get Dallas for a preseason game or something. And yeah. three players test positive for COVID for a preseason game and one of them ends up with you know long-term effects where they have to retire and it's a total disaster and it's like cool for a fake game that was worth yeah that's that's rough um i mean i've I've always been a proponent that the preseason's a little overrated anyway and 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 certainly too long and maybe every sport you know six preseason games in the nhl is hard to sit through i mean we saw in the bubble they played one game 
as a warm up, yeah. and they went in, and the hockey was maybe a touch sloppy, but it was fine. You could definitely, you could definitely tell that there was rust, but certainly by the second round of the playoffs, those teams were rolling. totally good. Yeah. So, so you're you're talking about in the regular season, it's it's ten games to get up to speed, and that's kind of what it is anyway. Even with the preseason, the guys they they will all tell you that it's all about using those first couple of games to get up to speed. Yep. So it's not it's not going to change because most of these veterans don't even play in the preseason yeah. more than once or twice. They'll play like one of the six games. Yeah. Yeah. So you know you get you get the uh, the random like EJ who likes to play like 10 minutes in, in several games where you're like, okay. Well, and you also like have that guy because the NHL requires you to ice a certain amount of veterans. So if EJ wants to play 10 minutes a game, it winds up being a, a situation where you have to play one less vet every single night in the preseason. Right. <laughs> so I, there was a, there was a game a couple preseasons ago where the abs didn't even meet the minimum. Yeah. I remember it's like, they were one short and everyone was like, I guess yeah. the NHL just doesn't care. Yeah. And nobody, <laughs> nobody said anything. And I, I remember I asked PR about it and they were like, that's a rule. And I was like, <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> supposed to be. <laughs> Apparently and then, nobody and, cares. And the, 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 the reaction around everybody was. Huh? Oh, well, all right, great. <laughs> and that sums up NHL preseason in a nutshell. Yeah, uh, they, made, uh, they made a bunch of rules, didn't follow them, nobody cared. There you go. On that note, we have DraftKings Sportsbook, the sponsor of this show, and the number one rated sportsbook app in America. Not only wishing you the happiest of holidays, but it's a kickoff to the season of giving, where DraftKings has new promotions and odds boosts every single day this week. And luckily for sports fans, there's an abundance of action taking place. Football teams are in the hunt to secure their place in the playoffs, while college basketball season is just starting to get underway. There's no better place to get in on all of the action. And if you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook app yet, head on over there and download it today. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players a chance to earn a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000 when they use promo code DNBR on sign-up. And they have endless ways to bet. I already mentioned the odd boost. Whatever sport you can imagine under the sun, that random European hockey league that nobody's heard of that's still playing, yeah, you can bet on that. Don't worry about it. You can definitely get in on anything. This weekend, UFC 256 is on the docket, and DraftKings is giving all MMA fans who sign up the chance to triple their winnings with any bet on UFC 256 as well. So go get yourself some money with some very, very good odds. DraftKings is super safe, reliable, and secure. One of the easiest to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So again, download that top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that DNVR code to sign up to get that $1,000 bonus. Must be 21 or older, Colorado-only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. As as we move towards the NHL season, we're kind of stuck in this weird place, right? Because Denver, at least, let's let's talk about the Avs because this is where I live and I know the the area and what is happening a little bit better is is essentially on the verge of another lockdown. If you don't want to call this a lockdown. 
Bars um, closed. We went to we went to Staples today. Yeah. Um, just to pick up printer ink, and nobody. Some poor dude tried to tried to run some errand at like lunch break or something, and they were like, "Get out." Yeah. Yeah, it was curbside pickup only, man. That's where everything in Manitoba right now is just locked down. So, if you're a player in your city and everything's essentially on lockdown, I mean, are there people struggling to even get ice time right now just to to buy themselves? I would imagine. <laughs> I mean, I... I don't know. I mean, I, I bet the I bet there are abs players over at Family Sports every day. I'm sure, but I really don't know what those protocols look like. I don't know if they have something in place for that. Uh, a max number of people who are allowed. Right. You know, during the re- return to play protocols, they they had very specific guidelines, like phase one, phase two. Yeah, you know, six right. six guys were allowed to be on the ice at a, at any given time. Right? They they had all these very specific rules and regulations. I don't know what's in place right now. Yeah, I, I I don't know what guys are doing for ice time. I don't know if they're allowed to be around each other. I don't know if they're, you know, the because right now is when we would start to see captains practices, captain skates start up. Yep, it's like I don't a, even know where everybody is. Pre training camp kind of situation as guys get back into town, but it's it's a situation where right one we don't even know who's in town. Yeah. And given the lockdown protocols, not only in the U.S., but in countries around the world, as, as countries start to lock down again, there's good reason for people not to travel until yeah. necessary. Well, and, and here in Canada, you have you have the quarantine and you have their border restrictions. Right. Uh, and then you get here and you have to lock, you have to stay and shut in up quarantine. in place for 14 yep. days. And then, and then when that's over, nothing really changes. You're still just kind of on lockdown. <laughs> yeah. So, right. You're still discouraged from going anywhere or doing anything. Yeah, it's it's definitely tough. And as Brad mentions here, there are a group of players skating. I believe we've heard of Belmar being on the ice. He says Grubauer and and J, uh, JT Comfer are on the ice as well for the Abs, but. That's three dudes. When normally, in a normal year for for captains' practices, you would see eight, ten, twelve. As the training camp gets closer, basically every right. roster regular you would see it at these practice captains' practices. So, changes which Andy wants me to pet him. <laughs> Just swap to the other side. Yeah. He only does this when I'm on the pod, too. Otherwise, he ignores me all day. Dude, he knows. The dogs, yeah. they just know. Straight up. <laughs> With the NHL, though, as how do you put together a training camp when you don't even have an NHL schedule narrowed down? Like, yes, we've had the conversation about how the divisions will likely look. Mm-hmm. But as recent as this weekend, a new proposal has been submitted. I believe it was a 56 game schedule that was that was submitted by the NHL to the NHLPA. Um, it, there's just so many things still up in the air right now. Yeah, 
and you're asking I mean, players to show up and and do things. The fact that it's December, they have basically lean on lockout experience. Yep. Because it's December 7th and we don't have a schedule. We don't have a show up date, we don't have a start date. There isn't an end date. There's a Hey, we'd really like to be done before the Olympics start on July 23rd. Yep. Uh but but other than that, you know, you still have an off season like great Stanley Cup gets awarded on the 15th now you have a draft now you have off you have free agency you have all those things that you have to figure out you have to figure out how the money's going to get the going to get paid out you know players are going to end up owing money which is the big thing right now because it's a 50-50 split yep. that's how revenues go you know players might be looking at this and and saying hey we're we're getting screwed here they're trying to take more from us but at the end of the day, it's a 50-50 split. The money is a 50-50 split. No matter what money gets made, whoever makes more of it has to give to the other side. That's how it works. It's 50-50. They agreed on this. So there's, you know, there's that they have to solve the money. And then they have a ton of logistical decisions to make. Yep. And to be honest with you, this is the first time in history where I think the money needs to go on the back burner. You need to, they need to figure out protocols. They need to figure out plans. In some way, it benefits them to continue to wait because the longer they wait to announce a schedule and to, to make firm decisions and start locking things in and booking dates with arenas and all the event planning that needs to go into putting on a season, the, the higher chance there is of being able to get some level of fans into stands. Because if they, if they say, hey, we're still going to force a January 1st start, you know, and in terms of the COVID spike that's going on right now, it's worse than ever. It's going to continue that way. We haven't seen the fallout from Thanksgiving yet, but then we have to turn around and we have we have the Christmas and New Year's holidays. They might just be best off saying, "Screw this, we're gonna we're gonna let the dust settle. We're gonna start on February fifteenth and increase our chances of hey, maybe we only play forty games, but all twenty of those games are gonna have at least fifty percent fan capacity." Yeah, you know the vaccines are starting to get rolled out in various countries. Uh, Justin Trudeau said it was going to be in Canada before the end of the year. I mean, and if that's the case, and they have a they have a plan to get it widely accessible uh, for people, then the smart play might be to actually just wait until mid February and say, okay, then we'll start. We'll have a shorter season. We're going to go crazy on the five games a week. You guys are going to have tons of back-to-backs. It's going to be grueling and it's going to be tough. And we're just, we're going to have more injuries than ever. And the chips, you know, let the chips fall where they may. What's going to happen is going to happen. And, but we're going to get this thing in here. We're going to make as much money as we can. And then we're just going to come out on the other side of it. However, we come out of it Yep. and hope and just make the best of a bad situation. It might be the smartest play instead of, instead of continuing to tap dance around this, like, uh, January 1st or January 15th or January 20th, 56 games, but the first 20 of them don't have fans, you know, just cut the, the trim the fat on it and wait out the vaccine. I, I mean, that may well be the best strategy. I, I honestly don't know, but it certainly seems like it's crunch time now. They need to make a decision and go with it. If that's what it is, great. If it's if they are dead set on a longer season, if they're dead set on a, a start date before February, fine. But 
you can't keep hemming and hawing about it or you're just going to watch time slip away and and nothing's going to get done. Yeah. So they need to sort something out. Uh, however they sort it out, it, it should be curious how the season plays out. Uh, all the infos out there, we even talked about the, the potential divisions with the Canadian division. That's happening. I mean, that's, right. that's the, happening. The, the Canadian division is definitely happening, but the impact of a shortened season under COVID restrictions with these divisions puts an implication of a regular season that would almost feel a little bit like an extended playoff. So you take the 56 game season, yeah. you essentially end up playing uh, what an eight game series against every team. Uh, so the, the divisions that have eight teams play each other seven times and the divisions that have 17, the, the one division that will have seven teams, play each other eight. They, yeah. they play each other eight times. That's a lot more instructive, and because of the condensed schedule, these are these are teams that you know whatever happens in the season is actually going to matter. It's not going to be Colorado Dallas last year, where the two, the teams that that met up in the end of August were totally different than the ones who played three of their games between November and January of the previous year. Right. You know, there were nine months in between those games, between health and identity and aging and all that stuff. Like they were they were just not the same teams. Yep. And this will be very different because you know they won't play it's not like they're gonna play one team eight times in a row and then move on to the next team. You know, they will they will be playing all of these teams in a condensed schedule. They're gonna play them all a bunch of times. And that would be that gives you a significant look at who the other team is. You'll have uh, a injuries or otherwise good feel for matchups going into the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, you will have essentially gone through a full playoff series with each of them, with each of those teams. Yep, you will have gone through a seven or eight game set with them, with them already. So you could get you can get a feel for them. You can get, and especially late in the year when the playoff picture starts to really come together. Any games against potential playoff opponents, you have to you have to decide: Are we going to get cute? Are we going to do this super vanilla? Or are we going to tip our hand and say this is this is what we want? We have to win this. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting kind of tactical approach to how they go about so many games against the same teams. A little bit more of a chess match there, maybe. Yeah, because when you, you know, when the, this last season, just using Dallas as the example, you know, Colorado Colorado had one of their worst stretches of the year uh, in November, in early November. They played Dallas twice in that stretch, and then they played them. They got better against the Stars every time they played them, yep. going from getting smoked to um, overtime and shootout losses. And then, you know, you get, they get into a seven game series and they only had one overtime game. Yeah. It, and, you know, it was a, it ended up being a super close series for all the people that were like, Bob, Colorado, you know, Dallas just has the, the secret against Colorado, which ended up being, a, I mean, it was a stupid talking point when people came up with it and it was, it proved to be a dumb talking point and at then, the end. Yeah, the only thing that, beat Colorado in that series was Colorado. Yeah, well, so. like like Dallas did what they did, right? But yeah. it was it was a severely compromised Colorado team and none of it was 
none of it was relevant to the matchups that they had had in the first week of November. Right. You know, nine months prior or whatever. Yeah. So it just was not, it just was not relevant. And this next time around, I think it's going to be even, even if four of those matchups are in February and your, your playoff series is in May, that's going to be, that's going to be a lot fresher. You know, you're, you're still going to have seen a lot more of that team and more recently than in previous years. Right. There's a certain aspect of game planning and you see this, across a seven game series in the playoffs every single year where teams make the minor adjustments as the series goes on when you've already played that series and then you jump into another series against the team. How does that next layer of detail adjustment affect a hockey game kind of becomes the question because if, if your series goes seven games, you're playing 14 games against this team across the span of, depending on how your schedule works out less than six months. Yeah. It's basically, a, it's basically a month and a half, maybe a little over a month's worth of games yep. against one team. Yeah. So I do wonder how much of an impact coaching could have in a situation like that, but I think it's going to be big. I mean, you look at, you for previous examples, you look at Colorado versus Calgary two years ago. Calgary swept that season series. Yep. Uh, and then won, won game one of the playoff series and almost came very close to winning game two and moving to 6-0 and on the year against, uh, I think it was 6-0 and that year against, against the Avs. And then the Avs dominated yeah. them the rest of the way out. It, were it not for great goaltending from Mike Smith, it would have been even more of a blowout than some of those games ended up being. The Avs won that game too and basically never looked back in that series. Yeah. I mean, they won two overtime games in yeah. a five game series. Like it, it was closer than we talk about. But if you look at how those games were played, the Avs, the Avs were dominant the Avs by the metrics for them. sure. Yeah. yeah. They housed those guys. It wasn't even close. And then. You know, to to go from I think it was four and zero during the regular season, and then lose game one. That's five and zero, and then adjustments start getting made in an actual playoff series, and the Avs smoke them the the rest of the way, and it's like, okay, okay. <laughs> like coaching coaching mattered there. Bill Peters didn't have an answer, and Colorado's talent just took over, and Calgary's disappeared. Yep, straight up. So. On that note, we got to take our second period break with Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Still trying to get my hands on some of their amazing Christmas beer because it just tastes like the holiday season straight up. But you can also find a number of other amazing beers from them, whether it be the Broncos Country or the new Juice Drop IPA. You name it. They have dozens of flavors. No matter what type of beer you like, you can find one for you from Breckenridge Brewery using their Breck Beer Locator online. So go take a look 
Find it near you and give some a try. As well as our gaming sponsor, WGT Golf. We now have four clubhouses open, over 750 members. Go to dnvrgolf.com to download and search for DNVR4 to join our clubhouse and get into the tournaments that we have every single weekend where you can win yourself some awesome free stuff. All you have to do is play in the tournament, take a screenshot of your final score at the end, and send it into info at thednvr.com or to the main DNVR Sports Twitter account. Either way, you'll be entered to win some free DNVR merch. So download WGT Golf today. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's talk about the deadlines. We've talked about it on this show a lot over the years, particularly we were, usually when it comes to the start of the season, usually when it comes to the trade deadline. But the idea that deadlines spur action. Does the NHL need a hard deadline on when a season needs to be started? And if so, when should that be? I mean, if it's February 1st and we don't have a plan, it's done. Yeah. If we get all the way to February 1st and we still don't have answers to these things, we're, we're not it, getting Nothing's on. happening, yeah. Yeah. Because they would still, okay, now now you're talking about the, the season starting in late February, early March. Unless they're willing to go into deep into the summer again and push the start of next season back a little bit. I think February 1st is probably it, man. Is there is there any thought to some kind of hockey being played that isn't akin to a regular season, a, a challenge cup, a, a, a super tournament, you're, if you you're will. You're talking about your, your <laughs> beloved 31 team uh -huh. super tournament. Uh -huh. it, doesn't have, it doesn't have to be that, though, but just some kind of NHL hockey happening. Is this just because GSL super tournament just took place? Yeah, maybe. But, you know. I didn't watch it. I kept forgetting. Yeah, I, I, have, I watched like a little bit of the first round and that was it. Yeah, well, one with Shadowlands out now. It's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got stuff to do, man. I can't be staying up till four o'clock in the morning watching GSL. <laughs> um, I'll just assume a Terran won it, though, because they always do. Safe to assume. It's, yep. it's, like, it's like a Terran or Dark. Yeah, just make Marines for six rounds and you're good to go. <laughs> you know what? Stay mad. <laughs> Stay mad. Um, but in any I case, I forgot what your question was. Uh, oh, was there a possibility it, of like a big? It could be fun. I'm just like I'm trying to think. Let's say a traditional season just doesn't come to fruition. How does the NHL? do something that involves hockey that is financially feasible instead of just a year without hockey. And that is the million dollar question, I suppose. <laughs> I, yeah, I really don't. I have no idea. What would the, what would the appetite be like for a tournament where Tampa Bay gets a first round pass and everybody else has to play their way through? Yeah. Are you, are you, are we supposed to expect that a, even whoever wins the thing, what do you call it? It's not Stanley Cup. I mean, the Stanley Cup's roots are, are stored in a challenge cup. It's not the... Don't give me that roots bullshit, man. It's not the Stanley Cup. There's no... It's, it's not a gauntlet. It's a... I mean, how would you... How would you assign it? 
teams are different from last year, so basing it on last year's standings is also garbage. I mean, you just have a random draw. Great. So yeah, now you, Colorado and Vegas are in the first round. Yeah, you'd lose good teams in the first round. It would 100% happen, but you got to go through everybody to win. Third round again. <laughs> I mean, you got to go through everybody eventually to win. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if we were going to do something like that, I'd want it to be round robin-ish. Um, still break the teams into divisions. Do a round robin. Uh, I don't know, hub cities. I'd have four hub cities, each one. You know, one of the teams, one of the one of the cities is playing host, basically. Yeah. Um, so you'd have like a Vegas hub, an Edmonton hub, a Toronto hub, and then... Um, I don't know after that. <laughs> Pick an East Coast city that's yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. A New York hub, I guess. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, round robin. Winners of the round robin, you know, top four teams advance and then turns into bracket play. And, and even then, like man. you're talking about another situation that's months in a bubble for NHL players. Yeah, well, and then, I mean, after, I don't know, I would say, I don't know, I haven't thought through any of this, um, but right. we're spitballing after, here sure. after the round robin ends, you know, you get a week off, you get to leave the bubble, you get a week off. Uh, anybody that comes back and tests positive for anything, they're out, they're done. Um, you know, and then. We'll see. I guess yeah, just I mean, keep going on. You know? just, I mean, this is all just trying to avoid worst case scenario of no NHL hockey. Yeah, I just can't. But... I For me, I just can't foresee a situation where they do something like that. Yeah. It just doesn't. It's They'd sooner just not have hockey. Exactly. I, I don't. I don't know how the, the, the money... The, the 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 owners are paying all that money out to the players then to play whatever whatever prorated escrow and all the all that money all the money decisions will get made but how much money are they still losing if they do something cute like that because sure then you have to set up you have to set up the, the cost of setting up a hub and paying for it and crazy testing and then vaccines and you know and and the conversation of should should athletes even be at the top of how high should I should say how high uh, up on the list yeah. are athletes for getting the vaccine? Yeah, There's you know you've a, got a moral conversation there, right? You've got you've got. I mean, the I think the 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 dirty secret here is that there's a moral conversation that we consistently ignore yep. when we talk about them coming back at all. Yep, for sure. You know, should this even be happening? We're talking about oh, they've got to manage to jam this in because of money and. It just does it with sort of a cynical acceptance of this is all about massive amounts of money for rich people and their luxury items, which are our sports teams that we root for. These aren't necessary items. They're sports teams. It It's a tough conversation, too, especially for hockey, because football's trudging right along. Basketball has already set up their return date. Training camps are already underway for basketball. Yeah. So, bowl, bowl. 
looking yeah. good. <laughs> gonna play. Gonna be a starter, yeah. maybe. Looking looking good to, based on those thirty five second uh, <laughs> videos that the Nuggets themselves tweet out to hype up their own players. So, but with those two leagues underway, hockey isn't leading the charge here, right? It, it seems like if they return, it's falling in line with the leagues in front of them. And that doesn't take away the moral question by any means, but it makes it seem like more of an inevitability that North America at very least is just going to have sports, which don't get me wrong. I mean, that keeps me employed. So I'm probably a biased source for that happening, but, There, it's a legitimate question of should sports actually be coming back? Yep. I mean, I think I think so, man. I mean, people we talk we talk about like I know I just said that these were like luxury items, but people need escapes, some kind of release for sure. Yeah, they they need to get away from the frustration of daily life, and sports have been amazing for that. You know, on, to be honest, the most common feedback we get about this podcast is you guys are there for me every day. Yep. Just to just to get away from my life. I listen to you guys in traffic on the on the drive home, on the drive to work, while I'm working out, while I'm getting ready for the day, whatever. People listen to us every day because we provide them, you know, we provide you guys listening with with the ability to kind of just forget about the fact that we're in the middle of a pandemic that is ongoing and we, you know, certainly for Americans, we live, we live in a society that is deeply divided and angry at one another. Yep. And we can't, we can't or won't, I don't know, uh, figure out how to bridge the divide there because we're so busy trying to dunk on the, uh, the, the people that we disagree with on fundamental issues. There isn't there isn't any compromise. It's just dunking. It's just dunkathons. It's playing NBA Jam against each other every single day. Yep. And instead of trying to trying to get better and move on, we're just we're just deepening the divides between one another. I mean, every time every time I make a political tweet, I either have to defend myself or I lose a hundred followers. And that's yep. you know, that's that's whatever, but it's more than anything, it's just sad. It's just sad that we can't have honest conversations is sad that that we're in this position uh and unfortunately we've run out of stuff to talk about so uh this is i think you mentioned it to me this is our something like our sixth off month I, where I there was no exactly of the year. month because the season shut down in early march yeah march 12th so we've done seven months of shows moving into december now seven months of shows about hockey or related to hockey without hockey happening this year. So it's tough. And, you know, I think the moral question does exist. Should this even be happening? I think that, I think that, yeah, the, the players and we owe it to the players who have contracts and livings. They only have an, an earning window that is that big and to remove an entire year from it really could hurt some of those guys. You know, the Nathan McKinnons of the world will be fine. But the guys, you know, the the guys the, that the Logan are, O'Connor that just got an NHL contract one way for the first time and is not right. likely to have a long term 
regular NHLer type career. Yeah. And you look at you look at career AHL guys that are just getting started. You look at a, what about a Julian Nantel? Yep. This is his earning window because by 30 he'll be out of hockey. And those guys, you know, Julian Nantel's a bottom six AHL player. Right. And that he's, dude, he's working on AHL deals and ECHL right. deals. And the, those dudes are making like on the high side, maybe 70, 80, 100 K. Right. Which is good money. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I would love not, to make that money. Live off of it money though. Right. When, when not, you make okay, that for I, 10 years, you're not done working for the rest of your life. Exactly. You know, like it's this and, and it's the survival of those lower leagues. It's, independent leagues it's the echl it's the ahl which yep. has become such an important tool yep as a as a legit developmental league as as teams have moved away from filling it with goony face punchers and started putting more meaningful prospects there to actually develop it's moving in the exact direction you want that league to be moving in and it has been and its survival is i mean the league the league is on the brink. It's yeah. not a, it's not a league that can survive this. The AHL was the best that hockey league had ever been. Yeah. As far Absolutely. as skill level. And it, it, it's just the worst timing for a league like that with all of this happening. Yeah, they were just starting to get teenagers in there. Yep. Who, you know, will will they they were the case study. Can you successfully get NHL players out of putting teenagers in the AHL? There have been some guys where the answer has been yes, and some you know some guys that has been no. And the more guys that got that opportunity, the more that league gets to to turn into a development league. Yep, and not a retirement home for you know for guys that couldn't hack it. So yep. it's it's important. I mean, it's important for the health of the the sport that they get something done. And that they come back morally, obviously, if, if we could ensure that everything was going to come back on some level and that they would be able to rebuild it over time, you would love to see them sit, sit out a year just to protect everybody. But then, you know, they're <laughs> selfishly from an, from an abs angle that hurts them. The LA Kings don't give a shit. But the ads are right in the middle of a window where they only have certain guys signed for a very specific time. They need every year. They need to play because this is their cup window. Yep. They're not at the end of it where they're desperately hanging on to something. They're trying to make it now. Yep. They're this trying is, to turn themselves into a dynasty. This is... I don't want to say this is the ads at their peak because I still think they're on the way up, but... Yeah. You and I both believe the ads are going to be better three years from now than they are. Yeah, but they're certainly, they've crossed the threshold into an elite contending team. And and if you just lose a year of that, it feels awful. So don't ever get it back. There's no making up for it. Yeah. You know, look at, uh, I mean, look at, look at the, the last lockout in, in 04. Look at what it cost the ads. Yep. You know, they, they come back and they have to make Sophie's choice of, of guys to bring back. Yeah. You bring they, back Blake or Forsberg. It, what? It pretty much, I mean, there were other factors, but that lockout secured the downward trend of the Avs for the next long while. <laughs> yeah. It, it effectively ended their, their cup window. Yep. 
that ended their run as a legitimate cup team. You know, they hung around, but that was it. Yeah. We, we didn't necessarily know it back then, but that was it. So not to say that if they don't play next season, that this abs window is open, but you don't ever get to see Brandon Sod in an abs uniform at that point, assuming yeah. he then walks. Yeah. You know, you don't ever, you know, the year one of John, of, of Devon Taves is gone. Another year off McKinnon's contract, you know, Kale McCarr's last year on an ELC is gone. You're now asking. First year of his ELC is gone. Well, it's not just that with Cout, but you're now asking with guys like Calvert and Belmar on expiring contracts. You're now asking. Yeah. At least done in Colorado, most likely. And you're asking a guy like a Cout or potentially a Shane Bowers to fill those roles now without an NHL season under their belts. Right, because we expect a guy like Cout to play. Certainly get a significant number of games this year. To be an important depth piece for them this season. Uh, Shane Bowers, honestly, we don't talk about him nearly as much, but we fully expect that this is the year where he starts to show I belong or I don't. Yep. So... I still think they're going to have a year, but if they don't, these are the downsides. Like there's yep. there's a ton of hits here. And and that's the positive. It's been a it's been a negative third segment, but I think most people including us around the league are still fairly confident that some sort of an NHL season will happen. Yeah. I got a DM today asking about it and I was like, we're getting a season. I think so. everybody's just too invested in it. This is not a lockout type situation. And and again, given that NFL season is still going, given that the NBA is is coming back, from a PR perspective, it would be rough for the NHL to not in that regard. Yeah. So, and the, I mean, NBA is kind of its partner league. Schedules right. are mirrored. They've they always used the same facilities. Yep. A lot of the same cities um, have teams, facilities, et cetera, et cetera. It'd be real. It'd be real tough for the NBA to come back in the NHL to be like, we can't do it. Yeah, well, we talked about this off the air the other day. The with the supposedly some NHL owners considering force majeure. Uh, you can't. There's no legal standing for that if the NBA is playing and there's NHL owners that own yeah, well, it. Like, I'm sorry, but trying to trying to trigger that clause uh, in a pandemic when you negotiated. Yeah, the CBA while that pandemic was still ongoing, and then turning around and being like, "Who could have foreseen this?" Like, <laughs> I'm not a lawyer, but boy, that feels iffy. Yeah, definitely a questionable for sure. Um, anyway, Let's get out of here. I yeah. gotta get my eye level up. Yeah, AJ's got some some grinding to do, so he can raid. Uh, we're gonna yeah, get out of here. Come watch us raid tomorrow. Yeah. Why not show up? See us wipe the bosses, probably. Uh, anyway, appreciate the support, Jesus. Watch it on YouTube, uh, my man. Uh, we're out of here for the day. Thank you for watching, listening. However, you consume the podcast, we appreciate all of you so very much. We'll be back tomorrow and every day this week, as usual. Until then, we'll talk to you later. Oh, where's my button? There it is.